Hi, this is Luke. This is John and Jens. And we're Stroke Nine, and you're listening to TowerPod.com. I've been here all along, writing a song, telling you who I am. In an hour or so, I'm not gonna know if anyone comprehends what I'm saying, what I've done. TowerPod.com. My name is Eli, and with me today is Luke, uh, John, and Jens from Stroke Nine. Thanks for being here, guys. Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Um, I read somewhere that you guys, or some of you guys, actually met in high school as part of a, a rock band class. Is that true? That is true. We, uh, John and I, and uh, another guy. Greg Geldner, who's no longer in the band, we uh, fired him. Yeah, we had to fire him. He had to go. Um, we did. We met in high school, actually, in uh, in San Rafael, California, 
which is just north of San Francisco, for those of you who are not familiar with the area. It's about 20 minutes north. You went to high school in San Rafael? Marin County. I went there for two years, yeah. Oh, good for and you. Luckily, luckily, I, I went there and got to meet these guys and form yeah. Stroke 9. Good curriculum. And we actually started the band as a project senior year. And it was, um, we had a pretty liberal kind of vibe at our high school. And so we actually had a recording. You could take like six weeks and do something, whatever you wanted, basically. So we had a recording class. And we went to a little studio in Marin with this guy who had actually graduated from our high school. And we spent a week just recording songs and we called the Project Stroke Nine. And that was kind of where it started. Yeah. Where did the name come from? Um, it, it's actually from The Wasteland by T.S. Eliot. But it was originally, it was, it was um, we were called um, Rufus Hairsbane. Yeah. yeah. Rufus Hairsbane? Yeah. That was and then. Name. And then we did a bunch of names where we brought out of the hat. Yeah, we, we had Fat Kid. Fat that Kid was, was a, a runner-up, but we decided that's probably not a good idea. Inappropriate. Didn't, didn't um, and then... What else? We had some other st- really bad ones. Yeah. Worse than Stroke Nine, if that's possible. I don't think it is, but I think, <laughs> yeah, I think we had... Didn't we have Ball or something? Ball. And then... Simpty. I think that was our worst. Oh, Simpty, right? Nice one, dude. <laughs> right on. <laughs> Uh, at one point, term? did you did you realize you'd be able to take the band outside of San Rafael and kind of tour and get sort of going with it? Well, our first gig was in San Anselmo, so we realized then that we could do yeah, that. Yeah, once we, <laughs> so we played different, different cities within Marin, we could <laughs> conquer anything. Uh, now, we actually did our, like, we, we finished up college and, and uh, we decided to go on a tour, so we um, got an old ambulance and transformed it into a touring vehicle, and then... We uh, just decided to go out on a tour, booked a whole tour across the states, just us, and it was most of the shows were a complete disaster, and nobody was there. But it was definitely a fun time, and you know, that was sort of like we we all learned that we liked touring a lot. So we started that was like the first time we did, it, and we did it ever since. And that was and ironically, it was that it was right before then that we wrote Little Black Backpack, and we put it on our first album that we recorded actually on ADATS um, on the front porch of the house we were renting and we covered them up at night because like we, we had like an ISO booth it was kind of like if this was the little house and then outside we had all of our gear like a little Mackie board I'm not saying irony Mackie dude board. Yeah, um, I, I didn't catch I that I guess it's not words, really ironic <laughs> okay. but uh, it is ironic because if we hadn't written that song we'd probably all be doing normal things now Get all gotten on with our lives you know, a little more, you know, man. I'm impressed, you guys. You, what, what year was that? That was you, a, did, you did your first national tour with the 96. ambulance. Ninety six. No, See, that that's before. Ninety five. That's before because now I think you know with the internet and MySpace, and everything has really enabled a lot of bands at that level to sort of go out and do that. But this was before. Dude, all oh, no, we had a book know, like, called "Book Your Own Tour" that we uh-huh. got. It's actually, it's probably, don't look for it. It's probably not there anywhere, but actually... If you eBay, dude. Away, yeah. eBay. It's called Book Your Own Tour, and we got it. It's and vintage we, like, now. Yeah, called everybody on the phone, and it was stupid. It was tough. I mean, yeah. No no email. I mean, yeah. you had to call, and, like, trying to get a hold of a guy who books a club is... Yeah. He's, he's there from, like, 2 a.m. to 4 a.m. <laughs> so you're, like... In College Station, sweet. Texas. Yeah. yeah. So it was, a, it was a disaster, most of the things, but it was definitely fun. And you can actually see if you go on our, uh, is it on our MySpace or it's YouTube on our or something? You can see, uh, we we did like 
a 15 minute video that we recorded on that thing. It was really funny. It's sitting on our Facebook page. <laughs> Which is uh, actually there's a Stroke Nine group called uh, Facebook group called Stroke Nine, and if you go there, you can see the link, and it's called like History of Stroke Nine. It's pretty pretty funny. Oh yeah, I, I did come on that. It's a great one. <laughs> I came across that one too the other night. I saw that. Did you come across that on Facebook? Oh, that and a few other things, but <laughs> who's Facebook? That, that that was the first one. <laughs> oh okay. Anyway, enough of those. So. Uh, Little Black Backpack. How did how did that all come about? Is it a song you guys are trying to get away from? Is it? Uh, not really. I mean, it's definitely like a song that was became hugely popular, and and um, it's one of those things where it gets played so many times that people, uh, you know, most people like it, and then they hate it because they hear it so much. But uh, you know, so it's it's kind of. Anytime you have a song like that, I think it's you have kind of a weird thing because it's like, like oh yeah, those guys, I know that song so well. But um, for us, it's been great because we can go anywhere and people have heard it and they know the name of the band and stuff like that. When it first came about, was it sort of, did it happen like overnight? Because a lot, you know, I think the, the, the thing is, I guess what I'm getting at, a lot of artists today that have a song like that, they're not touring, you know, they're just kind of hanging out and you guys are, you're a band, you're, you wrote the song, you're doing it, you know, and you were you were doing it, you know. Did yeah. you notice? Was it sort of like an overnight thing? Like it was actually we're doing this, and then here's all this. <coughs> we're playing this giant festival next week. Not really, because it was, it was. Uh, we played that song for so many years before it ever, before we ever got signed, and then, and it was always like even before we got signed, it was always like our most popular song, even when we played all clubs, you know, club local clubs and stuff. People always liked that song. It was not, maybe not our most popular, but it was definitely, you know, like we played it last, you know? Right. <laughs> and <laughs> and, uh, and then once uh, once we got signed, then we had to go in and like, we, we reworked it maybe like five times. We recorded it and then finally it got played on, I think Live 105 started playing it first. Yeah. And then it was like, it was probably about, five months after it started getting pretty decent radio play that like we were headlining shows because we were we were like in a van opening for fuel for like two months and then we were actually first of three bands and so you know it was just like people who had heard the song and that was it that were kind of they'd be like oh I kind of recognize this song and then it definitely wasn't overnight. No, it was, it was like five <laughs> years and then overnight. Like yeah. then once it was it came out, it was like yeah, it was like quickly all of a sudden, going from nothing to yeah. So how did the Universal? Because you guys it was on Universal, right? Yeah. How did that signing come about? Um, <clears throat> we played a showcase uh, at the Viper Room uh, for. It was a BMI showcase, you know, they have those BMI showcase shows, and, and I think we played, and we went on first, and then we had just gotten off stage, and we were, like, breaking down our stuff at the Viper Room, they're, like, super high stress, they make you get off stage in, like, 10 seconds, or they start screaming at you and shit, and so, um, actually, the Irish guy, he was there then. Oh, Filthy McNasty? Yeah, Filthy McNasty. <laughs> Love yeah. that guy. That's Heart great. of gold. But, yeah, and then over the, over the PA, this guy goes... Stroke nine, meet me outside in 10 minutes. And we were like, oh, cool, whatever that means. And so we went outside, and there was, like, this slick entertainment lawyer guy. And he's like, he's like that 
little black backpack songs a hit. You know, I'm gonna get you guys a record deal and all this stuff. And then within, like, within like two weeks, yeah, we were signed Universal. Well, we had a show at the Fillmore, which was like two weeks later. And then he set up all these labels to come and like Guy, whatever, O'Siri flew in from New York. And then he left apparently after like the first chord of the first song. He's like, these guys blow. And he like flew back to New York on his private jet or something. And then, but then we did a deal like the next week with yeah. somebody else. So <laughs> your typical, you know, getting signed story. It was, it was pretty funny. Cool. That's a great story. Yeah, it was, it was cool. Did, was there anything uh, similar to that with like Kick Some Ass or uh, with the movie uh, coming out and everything? The, the Kick Some Ass was big. You know, the end of the movie couldn't have fit any better. You yeah. know, I mean, it was great with the Jay and Silent Bob strike back. Um, did you notice any, they pretty much any saved the influx movie. from there? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yeah, that was that it was, was one of the better scenes, if you ask me. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> you no, know? Totally. Uh, no, that was that was definitely a, a cool thing, and I don't know how it came about. I think just uh, uh, Kevin Smith heard the song and thought it would. He needed the song for that scene in the movie, and and uh, and it just worked out perfectly that he he was like, okay, yeah, let's use it in the movie, and then and then he ended up um, doing a video for it too, and he like was in the video. He and Silent Bob, he and Jay were in the video. And, uh, but then, you know, still like people, whenever we play that song, people are like, oh, dude, that's the song from the movie. They're like, I had no idea. That was you guys. And we're like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, and then we play a little black backpack and they go, oh, that's you guys. You guys, what? Wow. Oh, you have two songs. <laughs> I have heard a million times, but never, heard never of heard band. of your band. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, your work's been licensed to a lot of different shows, like television shows and, oh, yeah. and movies all over the place. Oh I mean, yeah. We made a million dollars. Blew it all and blow, but yeah. <laughs> Can you edit that part out for my mom? Thanks. Cool. <laughs> not my mom, though. No, no, not your mom. Cool. So, would you say that the songs you write are they based more on fiction or personal experience? I'd say it's a combination of things. You know, I mean. Most of them are based loosely on like a, a little s snippet of real life, and then you know, expounded on, exaggerated on, whatever kind of a made-up story after that. But like Little Black Backpack, I mean, that was just kind of a concept. That was sort of like you know, just because we always used to talk about. Can you turn the accompaniment up a little? Yeah, and uh, we used. <laughs> We used to always make fun of the little black backpacks that all the girls wore, and and then one day we were just like jamming this song that was something totally different, and just started saying little black backpack kind of as a joke, and these guys were like, oh, that's that's a good idea, you know, and actually the song was in four four before. This is another interesting story, and we were like super into uh, this Dave Matthews song at the time. It's called Satellite. Uh. <laughs> Hold on. Anyway, everybody knows that song. I don't want to play it, but uh, I hate it now, but I loved it. I loved it then, but it's a, uh, it's in, it's in like a waltz feel too, and so we were like, oh, that's cool how they go from the three four to the straight time, and that's it. So we're like, yeah. we'll try that with our stupid song, and so we basically ripped that song off to. Winter spring. <laughs> Oh boy. So that's how we got kind of, and I think that's, that was one of the things about the song that 
<clears throat> I think made it unique was the fact that it changes times and it has these kind of weird feels and you don't really notice it unless but you can feel it. I think it was also perfect. I mean, you, because there's little black backpacks were everywhere. Yeah. I hated them. Yeah, you know? I hated them. I couldn't too. stand them. <laughs> I, know. I think everybody hated them. Yeah. Except that's... for like those marina chicks who were wearing them like all the time, right? Yeah. But I liked them. Now it's a little. Didn't... Now it's yeah. a little black purse. I think that's the next song. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, the cool. guy from Jansport died. The owner of Jansport died. Oh no way! Yeah. No way. In a car wreck. Who? Yeah. Yeesh. Well, I, just, I thought it might be a good tie-in with the backpack thing. Jansport, oh, right. they're like the founder of Jansport. Yeah, yeah. we were always trying to get a, an endorsement deal off backpacks and make yeah. some money, but nobody nobody, nobody bid on it. I guess they didn't, want the, they didn't want the image of their backpacks being bloody, killing somebody. You know, <laughs> understandable. I know I wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. Well, you guys have played hundreds, if not thousands of shows over the years and you toured. would never be able to tell by our performance earlier <laughs> <laughs> you've toured the u.s you've toured canada you've toured europe are there any shows that stick out as particularly memorable yes what's your favorite show um pick mine probably I, I think one of the first shows we ever did was uh did I pick yours? Yeah. One of the first shows we ever did was uh, we we, so we were we were on a van tour. We had just been sort of doing a couple of random shows, random clubs, and then we went to Philadelphia and we opened a show that was um, us, Moby, Foo Fighters, Beck, and Oasis. And so we were on the same show. stage as them, and we were and it was the first show Oasis had done in the states in years, and so we were just like didn't know what to do with ourselves that was we yeah that was like right when we were just the, the song had just come out and they were like yeah we because that was one of the stations that had started playing yeah. it, and they were like we really want you guys to do this winter show or whatever because that was that was the the christmas show yeah they had so it was like twenty thousand people yeah and i mean we had been playing to you know a couple hundred people here and there and then all yeah. of a sudden it's all those bands thousands of people and they were like and we blew them all off the stage. In the parking lot, and our van was like parked there. And apparently, the guys in Oasis like literally flew in on a Learjet, you know, ten minutes before they took stage, and then we're out of there. Yeah. So it was just like it was funny, and we're like sitting there backstage, sucking our thumbs. It was fun. Yeah. It was a great show. It is great day. Too bad we totally sucked. Yeah, we sucked. No, just kidding. We were awesome. Yeah. Moby sucked though. <laughs> Just kidding. He was awesome. <laughs> Beck did not suck. No. Just kidding. He totally sucked. It's like someone's holding on to the tail of the sun I wanna waste time and walk the line From my beat routine to where I'm feeling alright I can't hold out, I don't care about offending The world's descending I know it's way too short It rarely lasts too long I'm just finding the floor 
But when I look down, it's gone And this is the way it should always be I've never had the propensity to work, breed and die Well, I prefer to spend mine on the fly The beer's got to be and the flea's got to flee But as for me, well, don't worry about me I know it's way too short It rarely lasts too long I'm just finding the floor But when I look down, it's gone I know it's way too short It rarely lasts too long I'm just finding the door But when I turn around When I turn around, it's gone It seems like today I'm looking back Well, maybe tomorrow I'll see further My beat routine to where I'm feeling alright right I can't hold out, I don't care about offending The world's descending I know it's way too short It rarely lasts too long I'm just finding the floor But when I look down, it's gone I know it's way too short It rarely lasts too long I'm just finding the door Tell me about the new album, Last of the International Playboys. You know, what was the? Tell me about the, the production work on it. Maybe some well, this of the was songs. a. This was actually a, It was a great album for us because uh, this guy over here, Jens Funky, um, he recently joined our band. Uh, this was the first album we Almost did. Almost four years ago. Yeah, recently four years ago. <laughs> but this is the like the first time we did an album with him, um, and uh, he's a. Uh, He's just, you know, up and coming, uh, young talent, and so uh, we hired him on, you know, it's give all, him a. It's all lies. Yeah, <laughs> um, and so to see he, uh, so he brought a whole new new energy to it because we uh, we've been doing it for for a long time, and and it was 
kind of nice to have a new fresh um, guy to to. And Jen's, Jen's did a lot of the writing, and so we all we all wrote it together. But it was cool to have you know yeah. him involved and. Yeah, because I mean, we've been the four of us have been writing for you know close to twenty years, so it's like after a while you kind of need to bring in some new some new blood, and so it was nice to have a new guy, and he's from LA, and he's really talented. Yeah. So how did you guys? How did you he's a he's a professional. How did you guys hook up with Jens? (laughs) Jens, how did you hook up with these guys? Um, Let's see. Uh, The band that I was in. The late '90s, or the mid '90s. This band was this band, a very, very, very large <laughs> college band called Monkafust, and uh, we just done shows. You're uh, supposed to say, "Oh, dude, totally." Oh, I used yeah. to see them all the time. I try to keep my mouth shut when people when people <laughs> oh, okay. are talking. Uh, you know? I don't. <laughs> okay, good. Listeners don't want to hear me talk. You know, they want to hear you guys. That's you know? true. I had actually heard of Monkafust. Oh, really? I had actually. I well, you say. know, <laughs> it's one of those bands that great band. Uh, you know, some people have heard of. We sold some records. They got on TV, band. all that crap. Yeah. But um, they wrote a song called "Helmet Party." They yeah. sure did. And what a tune! Imagine. What a tune that was. You can imagine what it's about. Those were in the dark days. Uh, but we we had done a few shows with them in San Francisco, and done like a little East Coast. I mean, a West Coast run of like Monterey, LA. We did some shows Seattle. in Portland, Seattle, or something like that. So we all just like would like the bands would mingle and be gross together and do all that stuff that when you know we would fraternize as eight males do when they get together. There's like alcohol monkeys involved. in the zoo. Exactly, throwing shit at each other. Yeah, you know, picking lice out of each other's hair. That all that stuff. So eight men, fifteen yeah. balls. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, so we, we, you know, we, we, the bands were friends, and they went on tour for two years. So I didn't see them. I'd see them like when they played the House of Blues in LA. I'd, you know, go to that show. And so one day, I think I, you I, mean the Greek Theater in LA? Oh, I think it was the House of Blues. Dude. Oh, was it? Damn. <laughs> sure, it wasn't the Forum. <laughs> oh, um, what, uh, what else? So, um, yeah, I mean, I, I. I would stay in contact with them uh, sporadically over the years and I just met up by chance met up with Eric the drummer and he said that you know they were having some personnel issues and yeah. that the, maybe they needed somebody to you know come in and do some shows or something like that and you know yeah. it fit and I, this is I love this is the greatest band of all time so remember that yeah, Jens but, is also the bass player in Dead Z uh, if you've heard of Dead Z. Yeah, yeah, I've heard Dead Z. Yeah. Yes, it, it, that, that is a completely different side of the spectrum. Different animal. Completely you different animal. You in that band. I do. I do have to wear a lot of eyeliner and a lot of uh, MAC white base makeup. What? Right on. I do. That's, uh, that's the short and skinny of it. Well, if we're talking about other bands, tell me, I know there's, there's another group around here, Boys Gone Wild. Oh yes, yeah. you know I've got some friends who are huge fans. Really? The Boys Gone Wild. God, who isn't? That, yeah, it's hard I'm, to I'm a huge fan. Uh, yeah, Boys Gone Wild is, is a band that uh, we started just kind of because because the half of Stroke Nine lives in L.A. and Luke and I wanted to do some something else to play. So uh, another buddy of ours, um, Keith from the band Vertical Horizon, who also uh, lived up here, we sort of would get together and just sort of jam and 
screw around, play covers, and play some of their songs, play some of our songs, and uh, before we knew it, we started playing clubs, and more and more people were coming, and then all of a sudden, we like got this following in San Francisco, and and uh, it was a really fun time. It was basically you'd you'd come and everyone would give the band shots of Jaeger yeah. and just watch how hammered we could all get and still play perfectly. Yeah. Sounds like fun. Yeah. <laughs> but it's fun for, for, you know, yeah, the first 10 minutes. Yeah. But uh, so we're doing some shows. Keith uh, moved away, so. Yeah, Keith killed it. Yeah. So boys, no while is no more? Defunct. Well, we're, we're actually getting back together for a show on the rock boat. Uh, oh, yeah. In January, so um, it's yeah. gonna be fun. Because oh, Keith's going on that and Stroke Nine's going on that, so it's gonna be all. You going on the rock boat? Well, that'd be fun. Either of you? The rock boat? Do you know about the rock I'd boat? I'd be up for it. I like the rock boat. Yeah. It's gonna be fun. Toad the Wet Sprockets on it this year. So. Yeah. Are they really? Yeah. Oh, shit, yeah. Killer. Right. I saw that the other day. Yeah. Who else is on it this year? Um, that guy Brett Denon. I'm not, I don't really know his work, but he seems to be popular. And that guy John yeah. McLaughlin, the piano, oh, young piano yeah. player, the upstart. Tony West Park. Is that Glenn Phillips? Yeah, Glenn Phillips. He was in hand. Oh, was oh, yeah, he? We did a podcast with him. He's that. a nice guy. That's a shameless plug for Tower Pod. <laughs> Absolutely, dude. We did do, we did do a, uh, a podcast with him. I He's love that guy. guy. He's really cool. Yeah. I met him when, at like, some radio festival. He was doing his solo thing, and we were talking, and he was just yeah. like, I was like, dude, I'm like a huge Toad the Sprocket fan. I used to love Toad the Sprocket, and he was so nice. I thought he'd be a total dick, you know? Because <laughs> their songs are so aggressive. Mm -hmm. So on this new album, Last of the International Playboys, what what songs? If people, you know, when people pick it up, what do you think is the is the song the the, the first song they should play? Well, seven layer dip. I mean, seven year itch. <laughs> Second song on the record. That's, Second song on the record is that. That's a banger. Second song. That's your money record. Or is your it? Money song. Uh, yeah, the one, the one, and seven layer dip, is scream. Well, it seems to be like a. The yeah, front yeah. runners that everybody kind of wants to hear, you know? Yeah, they're great. They're all good. Cool. Yeah, nowadays, you can easily find your favorite song by just hearing snippets. 30 second 30 snippets. Second snippets. A little website out there, people. Yeah. Starts with an I. I, think I you like. I think you know it. <laughs> iTunes? Do you guys have there's a whole bunch. There's a whole bunch of websites out there that start with I's these days. <laughs> yeah, they're not <laughs> selling music. Yeah, I's and E's, man, they're everywhere. You know, I've seen that iPhone. Denise it's has amazing. One. Denise has one. Oh, she does? Yeah. I love it. It's cool. So, to support this record, you guys going on tour, or what's, uh, what are the plans? <clears throat> yeah, we did a, we were out for a few weeks um, this this summer so far, and then we're, uh, we're going to go back out. We're doing a couple of shows in the Bay Area, um, and, then, uh, and then we're going to head back out in October and do an Eastern tour. Um, and then just sort of doing doing a bunch of shows all around, and then we then we're going on the rock boat in January, and probably do a tour around that. So we're just doing like we'll go out for a few weeks, and then come back and recover for a few months, <laughs> and then go back out as soon as we forget about how tired and hungover we are, then we'll go back out. But it's fun. Pretty much it. Yeah. yeah. I think we're, we're trying to work on a new record. I think, aren't we, boys? Absolutely. Yeah, an EP or something like that. Well, this record I saw is it Rockridge. Yeah, is that who you're working with? Yeah. Um, well, how'd you hook up with them, and what do you think of like major versus indie kind of thing? 
Uh, it's great. We uh, we actually met the the guy who's the head of Rockridge. He was worked with us at Universal, and he left and started this own his own label there, and uh, um, and so he asked us if we wanted to do it, and it's it's kind of a great situation because it's 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 a very low maintenance, low stress label. So they just sort of say, do whatever you want, you know, get, here's some money to record, and then they distribute it through. Um, ADA, which is Warner Brothers, so it gets good distribution, but it's not, you know, you don't have anyone breathing down your, your neck, like telling you what to do. That he just says, whatever you guys want to do, we'll, I'll release it. So yeah, I don't even think he listens to any of the yeah. music before he puts he, it well, out. He hates us. He thinks we're the worst band <laughs> ever. But they have a cool roster. They have like Ike Riley, which I love, and Real Big Fish. Isn't he on the Rock Foot this year? No. Really? Yeah. Sorry, Sister Hazel, I think, is partially on that. I'm not sure what they're... Um, so it's, it's pretty cool. We like it. It's easy. Cool. And it works for us because we're like, you know, we don't want to be touring like 200 days a year right now. So, I mean, we would. Speak for yourself, dude. Yeah. <laughs> we would if we could. Well, you guys have done that in the past, though, yeah? Yeah, we've done that a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah, it's fun. I think. Yeah. It's only fun, I think, when you when you reach a certain age. It's sort of like the, you know, unless you're sort of yeah, unless you're doing it in nice Learjets and, and stuff. Yeah. You it's know. probably not so fun in a van anymore, or even a shitty tour bus. It's probably not even fun. Two hundred days. Yeah. Yeah. That's a little rough. <laughs> a little rough. Well, with all these this new technology, like you know, MySpace pages and websites and blogs and networking sites and peer-to-peer -peer file sharing programs. Do you think that any of these advances in technology and the internet have affected your careers and how? Well, I know one, one way it did was that we wrote this right the new record without all four of us. We're, all four of us were never in the same room at the same time doing this record. It was yeah. all done via the internet. Essentially, we would all record our parts in different parts of the state, email them. Somebody would lay down vocals, somebody would lay down guitars, and we just like ping-ponging emails back and forth of FMP3s. And eventually we had all the files done and we just had it mixed. So that's a, I mean, that's either a really smart way or a really stupid way to do a record, but it, it turned out great. Yeah. So that's fun. a huge advancement. Totally. I like the internet. Absolutely. I think, and I think also for a band like us, it's, it's the, you know, MySpace has been a, a cool thing because we can, you know, we're not as active as we used to be, and we, but we can still keep in touch with fans and people can find us and, you know, people, young people who may not have ever heard of us can discover us and, you know, it's cool. It's great. We can network, like, with lots of other bands and it's awesome. Stay involved. It, it makes the, the artists, like, you can, you know, Put up a new song. We could we could put this up right now on our MySpace page. That's true. That's pretty amazing how that. We'd love to. Yeah. Revolutionize the way that you can do business these days. Yeah. You know, it's like you can find anybody you want in the world on MySpace. You know, any band. So it's that's pretty amazing. Right on. Only final thoughts before we wrap things up. Or? Have a good time all the time. That's my philosophy, Martin. <laughs> 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 Thank you. Nice. Oh, Thanks, you guys. Cool. Thanks Thank for having you. us. Isn't it clear? 
just highs and no ghosts tonight. Now you know what it is that makes me sing. Now you know what it is that makes me sing. It's just a little things only you can bring. Just a little time I leave you behind so my love watch me try and put a pretty face keep my hands to myself and show some social grace I'll watch the clocks are slowly ticking, ticking, ticking away as I sit and hang on every word you ever say 